Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. D.H. Lawrence once said, The business of art is to reveal the relation between man and his environment. And the American psychologist G. Stanley Hall said this, Man is largely a creature of habit, and many of his activities are more or less automatic reflexes from the stimuli of his environment. Well, the question that we're looking into today is this. Does having a limited routine and overall limited environment potentially stop us from growing, maybe from expanding or changing? Really, I guess the question is this. Does my environment control me or do I control what I can about my environment? Along these lines, I found something pretty cool on a website called It's a Fish Thing. Listen to this. There are many myths and misunderstandings when it comes to keeping fish. One of the most pervasive, most widely believed fish tales is that fish will grow to the size of their tank. You heard that before? I have. Is there any factual basis to this idea? In truth, no. A guppy, if you put it in a thousand gallon aquarium, won't grow to the size of a grouper any more than if I had 10 foot ceilings in my house that I'd become eligible for the NBA. Inadequate space to move around can actually negatively affect a fish's physical development. So if a fish can't move around, its muscles may not develop properly. A lack of muscle can start a downward spiral that's unrecoverable. Uh, Moving to a larger home doesn't necessarily change all the factors, but it does help. So what some people think is a fish growing to fit its tank is actually a fish reacting to a suitable environment and continuing to grow as it should have grown in the first place. Therefore, when a, when a cramped living space stresses out that fish, it basically just goes into survival mode and hopes for the best. So essentially, the fish has no control over the size of their bowl, so they adapt. But what about us? Do we control our choices and our environments, or do they control us? Well, let's make up a realistic but fictitious day in the life of someone, okay? Let's say that person every day wakes up basically around the same time, gets out of bed on the same side of the bed, uses the restroom, grabs their phone, maybe looks around on their phone for a little bit, takes a shower, they get dressed, they leave their home, Uh, Maybe after that, every day, they stop to treat themselves for a cup of coffee on the way to work. They get to work, and they do the same job that they always do. They eat lunch at the same time. They leave work at the same time. They come home 
eat dinner, maybe watch a little television and then go to bed, only to start this process all over again the next day. And this is the majority of most of the days of their lives. Let's analyze this. On one hand, they may be getting really, really good at the things that they do every day because they do them every day. But on the other hand, if they limit themselves just to this routine and just to this environment, what new things are they potentially experiencing? What are they learning? They may be sustaining themselves by making the money that they need to continue to keep this particular existence going. But what are they actually doing? When older, will they be glad that this was their life? You know what, for some, absolutely. Because for some, they have a beautiful feeling of accomplishment in what they've done. For others, I'm sure they wonder, what maybe what else could I have done? Could I have done more? So again, do we control our choices and our environments or do they control us? So even if we have to have obligations, can we balance them with learning opportunities or books to read or art to be made or appreciated? even if it's 10 minute increments here and there. The thing is though, that we have to decide to do what we want to do. Again, even with limitations. So let's go again to our example. Might the person stretch after getting out of bed? Maybe read something, maybe pray, set a goal for that specific day. Absolutely. But here's the key, they have to want to enough to actually do it. You could do something on a lunch break or at home instead of television. You could explore and prioritize and make the best use of non-working hours. But again, you have to want to badly enough for it to actually happen. Think pop culture. If you're a Southpaw who's going to fight Apollo Creed, You better get up before the rest of the neighborhood, crack some raw eggs, run up some stairs, and beat the tarnation out of sides of beef. Who else is going to do this stuff besides someone who really wants to do it? Remember, later in time in the movies when Apollo becomes Chubbs and in a heavenly vision sings, You've only just begun. And then later, he waves from the sky. He's standing next to Abraham Lincoln and the alligator that took off his hand when he was a mere mortal. And now the three of them apparently are the best of friends. For for the sake of balance with all this, I have met wonderful, wonderful people in my life that have never left their county. And they are perfectly content in their small town. The thing is, they're controlling that they're consciously choosing to stay put for whatever reason so they're not necessarily a slave to their environment there is where they want to be and you know there's some logic in that the washington post says this it says it may seem contradictory that greater happiness is correlated with both lower population density and a greater sense of belonging in one's community if it's a small community. But a significant body of research shows that having a strong social network in person is key to well-being. 
Some studies indicate that small towns in rural areas are more conducive than cities to forming these strong social bonds, which would explain some of the greater sense of belonging observed in some of the happiest small communities. But it's one of those things where some people love it and some people hate it. Maybe that's all they know. Maybe they've experienced both and they have a legitimate preference. Hey, some even write songs about it, like the one I heard on the radio recently that said, well, I was born in a small town and I live in a small town. I'll probably die in a small town. Oh, those small communities. All my friends are so small town. My parents live in the same small town, educated in a small town, taught the fear of Jesus in a small town, used to daydream in that small town but I've seen it all in a small town and I've had a ball in a small town. Married an LA doll and brought her to this small town. Now she's small town, just like me. No, I can't forget where it is that I come from. I can't forget the people who love me. Yeah, I can be myself here in this small town. People just let me be what I wanna be. I got nothing against a big town. Still hayseed enough to say, look who's in the big town. But my bed is in a small town. Oh, and that's good enough for me. Well, I was born in a small town and I can breathe in a small town. Gonna die in this small town. Yeah, that's probably where they'll bury me. Yeah, John Cougar Mellencamp apparently loves small town living. It works for him. He's got the opportunity and he's got the, the resources probably to live wherever he wants, but he's choosing to live in a small town. Now to a city person, this may seem like a non-option. This might seem nightmarish. Uh, they might feel that if they live in this exact same place that he's praising in this song, that for them, it would be like living in a John Cougar concentration camp. Look, here's my thought, and it's we're all close. I feel that a home base is a beautiful thing. It's a great idea. But I also feel we need to venture out. We need to see other things. We need to eat other cuisines. We need to see other sites, learn other cultures, expand our parameters, prioritize things. Don't hide from new things because they don't look familiar. Honestly, Warning, proceed with caution, but by all means, proceed. It's like Benjamin Franklin said, being ignorant is not so much a shame as is being unwilling to learn. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a, hey, atmosphere, can you spare some change playlist? You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash, hey, Atmosphere, can you spare some change? Here's our 10 songs. Track number one is The Rain Parade with I Look Around. Number two, The Beatles with A Day in the Life. You know, that might be my favorite song from that band. And that's a tall order because they have a lot of them. That's up there. Number three. Product of the Environment by Third Base. Number four, Safari by The Breeders. Number five, Depeche Mode with New Life. 
number six, In My Room by the Beach Boys. Pretty song. Number seven, Find It Quick by Steel Pulse. Number eight, we have Yes, a little bit of Prague with The Fish, Schindleria Prematoris. Number nine, we have Pink Floyd with Outside the Wall. And finally, Muse with Explorers. That's our new podcast. Again, you can find this podcast really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash, hey, Atmosphere, can you spare some change? Awesome, awesome report in our demographic report this time around. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. We have brand new listeners in Rio Grande do Sul, Brazil, and Castile and Leon, Spain. Welcome to Refresher. I'd like to go to both of those places just to see them. Thank you so much for listening to our program. This show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, just please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. Or if you're so inclined, you can go to our website. Our website is very simple. It's refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That's refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You can go there. You can contribute to the show. You can listen to the show there. You can read any of the books that I've published on various things and all of our merchandise is there. We also have links to friends of our show there that are very supportive and we appreciate them. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late and Get This. It was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Well, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.